We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Oh, hello. It is Bowerly News Radio 930 WBEN. Welcome to the program. Good to be with you on a Thursday. And uh, kind of glad I got into town early, uh, earlier than expected. Anyway, from uh, the South Florida area, although not in the uh, hurricane strike zone. And uh, as much you know, as as much as I would like to know what a hurricane is all about, without wishing damage or death or destruction, doom and gloom to anybody, I would just personally like to have the hurricane experience again. I don't want anybody hurt. I don't want any property damage. Put me on a remote island somewhere. I would like to experience it. Uh, I'm glad to have gotten out because as much as I'd like to, I, I, I wouldn't like to. It's like, I want to know what it's like, but I don't really want the inconvenience. Uh, and this is why we need time travel uh, really developed because uh, if we just go through a wormhole and just hit a button and get safely back into the present, that would be okay if we could do it that way. Then you're not, of course, you know, time travel, if you uh, kill a butterfly, 200 years ago, it could affect something in today's present world. In case you didn't know that, that's one of the main rules of time travel. So we have a lot of things to uh, get into today. And uh, to start off the program, uh, I just want to uh, get into some things. We we talked about this yesterday, but I want to expand this a little bit because I think there might be something to the topic. I think there might be plenty of meat on the bone or plenty of meat on the soup bone, as it were. Remember when your mom made soup when you were a kid? Or maybe your uh, wife or husband makes soup today. Best part of the soup was the meat off the soup bone. Oh, not exactly lean. I'll say that much. But boy, was it yummy. Of course, I can't eat it anymore. But it was yummy at the time. But I made reference yesterday to uh, being at Fort Lauderdale Beach on Sunday before the uh, Buffalo Bills game. And uh, the, uh, <laughs> the water, all week long, uh, the water was absolutely, it was almost like a hot tub. You know how sometimes you go swimming in a pool or a body of water, whether it's a lake or whether it's an ocean, there's that initial, oh, gotta get, ah, body needs to adjust, body, okay, we're adjusted now, but there's that moment of, uh, of shock. Well, that was not the case at Fort Lauderdale Beach. It just literally strode into the ocean, and it was as warm pretty much as the outside air. So there was no uh, stunned shock feeling whatsoever. But I, I talked about this yesterday. Um, as people who live away from the ocean here in western New York, if you're listening elsewhere, this may or may not apply to you, but we're not used to looking out for too many critters. There's not too much in Lake Erie or Lake Ontario that's going to, uh, uh, that's going to hurt you. Of course, some of the beaches around here, little bacteria that you won't see will hurt you. Um, you know, nothing like going to a nice uh, Saturday in the summer at Fecal Beach. Uh, it's a tremendous place to go. But the uh, wildlife that we can see... You know, you, you're not going to be uh, attacked by a Lake Erie perch. Highly unlikely. Highly unlikely a zebra mussel is going to attack you. 
We have pretty innocuous water life, uh, aquatic, marine life in our area. But then people like us, we go to the ocean, and suddenly it opens up a Pandora's box of potential misfortune. Uh, You could be attacked by a giant squid. Highly unlikely, the stuff of legend and myth, but something to keep in the back of your mind. Um, Sharks. Sharks. You know, change one letter in that word and I can't say it. But sharks can be a major problem uh, for some people. And every year we hear about people being attacked by sharks. Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. I think a lady got killed by a shark uh, over the summer. We don't think about it here in western New York. But if you live along the ocean, if you're swimming in the ocean, you always have to be aware. Cape Cod. They spot sharks there and and the, the big ones that will really do you harm. Every single year, the uh, great white sharks. I, I don't watch Shark Week, so I, I guess I'm not up on my uh, my sharks. But also something as innocuous seeming as a jellyfish. I mean, is there? First of all, it's not even a fish. It's got a special name that I, I can't pronounce. But it's a it's a it's aquatic life. And on Sunday, I got into this yesterday. You're not hearing a repeat of the program, but perhaps an expansion of the program. On Sunday, before the game, we wanted to get into the ocean because by that point, we'd resolved, okay, we're going to watch the game, and then we're going to get something to eat, and then we're going to pack and get out early in the morning. We probably will not sleep Sunday night into Monday, although I was able to sneak in a couple hours of shut-eye, which... Probably wasn't enough, but that's a different story for a different day. So anyway, uh, we go into the ocean. It's maybe 1130, quarter to noon, whatever it was. And uh, we walk past the seaweed, which had washed up uh, to the shoreline. And we were having a nice, relaxing float on our noodles. Well, there was one noodle involved. The other noodle was in the other room. But we were uh, just relaxing and enjoying floating around on the ocean. And suddenly, Mrs. Nerd said to me, are, are those fish? And I couldn't really see what she was talking about, the distance involved uh, not being a good distance for me. But finally, I saw exactly what she was talking about. And I said, jellyfish. And there may have been an expletive um, thrown into the following sentence. We are out of here. Yes, we are out of here. Uh, And then when we're getting away, I had to say, you don't touch a jellyfish. Whatever you do, do not touch a jellyfish. Because although we live in western New York, um, I remember living in my time in Florida, there were certain things I was told. Number one, hey, snakes down here can actually kill you. Uh, Yes, they, they. you never trust a body of water, especially a wild body of water, because gators could be lurking pretty much anywhere. So beware of alligators. I say, we really don't have a lot that can eat you or harm you here in western New York. But in Florida, different different kettle of fish. You've got a lot of snakes. Granted, we do have some rattlers in western New York. I realize that. But not in the abundance of, of, uh, of Florida, in particular South Florida. Uh, iguanas. Now, iguanas are not going to attack you. But they can be pretty damn big. The, the male iguana can grow to be five feet long. Seriously. And they tend to avoid humans. But if they feel that you are an aggressive threat to them, they will stand up on two legs and, shall we say, make it known that your presence is most unwelcome. 
but they're not, probably not going to hurt you unless they get close to you, which they really don't want to do. But if they get close to you or a pet, they've got razor-sharp teeth because they usually eat a lot of uh, vegetation and dead animals. Uh, but those razor-sharp teeth can do a number on you if uh, an iguana gets a little bit uh, too close to you and you've got certain arteries in your body. You really don't want severed or pierced in any way because uh, they're a bitch to do first aid on. But anyway... Getting back to the ocean, uh, we were surrounded, and we had Josh Schmidt look this up yesterday. The proper plural of a whole bunch of jellyfish is a smack of jellyfish. Yes, a smack of jellyfish. And I thought that today it might be interesting. In fact, it should be interesting if you guys are half the audience. I think you are. Uh, to find out if you have been attacked. Now, I'm not saying that you had a serious injury but have you run afoul of wildlife? Have you run afoul of water life and been in some fear for yourself or maybe a pet? It might have been on vacation, might have been on a trip, you might have been living somewhere else at the time, uh, or it might have been around here. For example, uh, Skunks. We have a lot of skunks. Skunks are considered nuisance wildlife. We have a lot of them. And I've told you this story on the air many, many times. I was in my backyard, and it was nighttime, and I couldn't really see that well. And uh, I saw this little critter coming toward me. And I'm thinking to myself, oh, it's a nice black kitty cat. And I love black cats. So I get down on my knees, and then the thing's, I don't know, 10 feet away from me. And I'm looking at it. I notice... Hey, it's got white on the... That's not a cat. That's a skunk. So I just got up and slowly ran to the safety of my side door because I did not feel like being skunked. Many of you, however, have pets that occasionally get skunked. We have fox around western New York. Now, typically fox, uh, again, they'll stay away from you. They tend to be nocturnal. About 15 or so years ago, there was a fox on uh, Mill Street in Williamsville, and I noticed this guy in the middle of the afternoon on the sidewalk I knew immediately, okay, this thing has rabies, that's a no-fly zone, and somebody needs to get the cops to come out and put this thing out of its misery, which they did the next day. Uh, but you've got rabid fox. Um, what else do you have? Uh, there's something else I was going to mention. Fox, skunks. No, coyotes? we don't have... What? Coyotes? Uh, coyotes, yes. They will stay away from people, can be a menace to wildlife can be a menace to your pets um, or your livestock. And, and fox clearly can be a menace to your livestock. We talked about that before on previous shows in the not-too-distant uh, past. But have you been... Have you had an unfortunate encounter with wildlife? Might be around here, and it might have been on vacation or, I don't know, when you were stationed somewhere in the armed forces. Oh, the other one I was going to mention, too, and this is going to surprise you, but maybe not, geese. Canada geese. Now, you might think the Canada geese are just nothing but poop factories. By the way, iguanas are also poop factories. When we got to the bed and breakfast last Wednesday... On the sidewalk, and this is the place I mentioned yesterday, I knew we were not going to stay there. 
I I knew uh, this is no, this is not for me. It's too far away from the water, and it looks really slummy and trashy. And I noticed all this uh, excrement on the sidewalk. At first, I thought it might be bird excrement. Then I realized, no, 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 that's gecko poo and and iguana poo. And I put a picture up of the giant iguana that was lurking by the pool. I was going to put a picture up of the crow that decided the swimming pool was a nice place to take a bath, which was not for me. The water I had questions as to its quality, not to mention the pool furniture. But if you've ever gotten on the wrong side of a Canada goose, I think it's the male. The male protects everything around it. Those geese can get downright nasty. You ever been to Forest Lawn? You've been taking a walk in Forest Lawn, and you start walking toward a, uh, a, a, a an agglomation, agglomation, uh, an accumulation of geese. And uh, there's one goose sometimes that will flap its wings and make all kinds of violent goose sounds. And I'll tell you something else: bats. We have bats around here. And I had a dangerous encounter with a bat. See, the problem with bats is, number one, they're very much rabies vectors. As much as I love bats, they're rabies vectors. Number two, their teeth are so small that if they bite you, you may not even realize that you've been bitten by a bat. So you know this story. I was seated at Dock at the Bay many summers ago, and I had a bat land on my wrist, and uh, that was followed up by... um, the uh, the health commissioner calling into the station saying, yeah, you need to have rabies shots. Uh, why do I need rabies shots? I'm pretty sure it didn't bite me. You don't want to take a chance. And, yeah, rabies is pretty much 100% fatal, so I went ahead and had the rabies vaccine. So, you know, if you all ever need a bat out of your house, I'll come over and do it because I'm immune. Probably could use a booster, but. All right, so have you ever had a an experience with wildlife that was uh, a little less than comfortable? We had a caller yesterday whose dad stepped on a sea urchin when they were vacationing in Greece. Again, we don't have to worry about this in Lake Erie. Um, let's get to uh, some calls on WBEN. Mike in uh, Tonawanda, first up at 803-0930. Welcome to the show. You, sir, are on. Hey, how you doing? Uh, yeah, I was stationed in Long Beach, California in the early 90s. Um, I was on board a USS um, Antietam, got a missile cruiser. I was a uh, uh, in space, so you have to paint the water line, and when we're at port, I was down on the water line to have these huge logs that prevent the ship from smacking against the, um, the pier. And pelicans used to hang out on, the, on, those, um, on those logs. So going down there on, to their territory to paint a water line, um, they're very intimidating. They're about three and a half foot tall, and they have a huge blue beak. So I thought I'd be being bigger than him I try to punk him off and he ended up chasing me into the water and as I'm trying to grab onto the log there's all these sea anemones and urchins all over the place that's grossing me out so <laughs> don't don't mess with pelicans oh okay well anybody who's ever been to Florida uh, knows exactly what you're talking about. These are the giant birds, and frankly, to me anyway, probably not to you, but uh, one of the best parts about going to Florida is watching the pelicans at feeding time because they will just hurdle themselves into the water uh, because they need dinner. They like a nice fish fry, I guess, just as much as anybody else, but they are rather big. Their wingspan is rather significant, and I could easily see how you could be uh, intimidated uh, by a a, uh, by, by a pelican. Um, tell me about the, the sea urchins and the anemones, which is always a fun word to try to spell. Yeah, I, I have a bad, I have a hard to say certain things. Uh, yeah, they, um, you know, 
these weird looking gross out animals stuck to the side you know they're they're underneath the pier um you know they have like like tentacles i guess you know they stick out i mean some of them are stingers and usually if you if you touch them they, they pull themselves inward so they're not grabbing you but when i was like fully on grabbing onto this log these things were grabbing onto me and it was just i mean just just the, the chill i could probably could have ran on water when that when i felt them just touching me so what what did the pelican do can you be a little bit more specific because again you know just a few days ago i was watching him dive into the water to get dinner and i didn't know they were going to dive into the water to get you uh, years ago well well the uh, the ships uh, we have a uh, uh, discharge so usually from scullery they you know they you know they they chop up the the food that's left over just and and they dump it into the ocean and so a lot of the seabirds follow the ships because the, they won't. The um, mackerel will feed off the basically we're chumming, and then the pelicans will will go after the mackerel. And we're in port. Um, they like to hang around the ships. So I was there, and I guess I was probably uh, pretty close to the discharge port. And he was just waiting for a meal, and probably figured that I was just um, you know blocking him from getting a free meal. So he put his wings out um, and. He got a pretty big wingspan, and hmm. there's nowhere for me to go. There's there's underneath a pier, there's a side of a ship, and there was the water, and I just went right into the water. How about the the seals or the sea lions? Well, um, in Long Beach, um, I hardly ever seen any of the sea lions, maybe because of um of uh, of the the traffic. But when we went up to um San Francisco, a lot of times on on, on leave, um. There were seals all over the place. The sea lions. Uh, uh, what is it? The uh, Fisherman's Wharf, I think, is in San Francisco. Uh, but around Long Beach, um, we never really had any encounter. They usually stayed pretty far away from um, the ships. Interesting. I mean, I know that uh, it's very disturbing sometimes on Cape Cod to see uh, their. Uh, I forget whether they're seals or sea lions, but uh, they get uh, attacked by sharks, and it uh, can be very disturbing seeing the circle of nature. Uh, but Mike, as long as on port leave you didn't come back to the ship and report any discharge uh, to the surgeon, you should be okay. Yes, 10-4. You got that right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you. <laughs> thank you very much. Oh, I've heard stories. I've heard stories. Uh, anyway, uh, it is 226. So uh, there's a guy who ran afoul of pelicans. Pelicans! Um, I want to know, because I was just thinking about this, because I wasn't expecting anybody to call in about jellyfish yesterday, but I was actually scared on Sunday, right before the Bills game, I was scared because we were in the water pretty much surrounded by jellyfish. I wouldn't even dare to venture a count. Only later did we learn. And, and this is why you really should learn what the flags on a beach mean. How much, Do you know what the purple flag on the beach means? means basically we've seen critters that could hurt you. That's the purple flag. We didn't know that. Anyway, 803-0930, star 930 on the cell phone, and 1-800-616-WBEN. It is uh, Bowerly, kind of following up to one of the aspects of the program we did yesterday that I thought could be uh, both fun and educational for uh, friends and family. 803-0930, star 930, and 1-800-616-WBEN. Selling a little or a lot? 
Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast we get it attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on netflix but what do people do with their ears well for one they're listening to audio americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day oh and you want the proof well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. All right, it is Bowerly, News Radio 930 WBEN. And we've uh, gotten a report of uh, an accident uh, by Ohio Street on the inbound Skyway. Do not know if the exit itself is closed or if the Skyway inbound is closed. If you have additional info on that, uh, you can uh, call us at 803-0930, star 930 on the cell phone, 1-800-616-WBEN. If you uh, have driven past the accident, which apparently just happened a few moments ago, uh, or you can uh, fill in any blanks we have, uh, we would be uh, most grateful uh, if you're safely able to text the information to Josh. He'll relay it to me at 803-0930, 803-0930 on the Volkswagen of Orchard Park text board. Uh, we just want to figure out what's going on. Inbound Skyway by Ohio Street, report of an accident at or near the exit. Don't know if it's blocking the exit. Exit. Don't know if it's blocking the inbound Skyway at this point. And that's where we need your help. Uh, 803-0930, Volkswagen of Orchard Park text board, or the uh, you just call and go on the air just to make it easier for yourself. Uh, so anyway, uh, we're kind of following up on something that we uh, got into yesterday a little bit, and that is uh, your or your pet's close encounters with wildlife. Because I told you the story about swimming on Sunday before the Bills game, and uh, it was... Uh, just a nice, beautiful ocean, just calm and serene and placid. A lot of seaweed had accumulated by the shoreline, but it was really super nice until we noticed that a smack of jellyfish 
had pretty much surrounded us. I think that they were planning on a gang assault. I've never been assaulted by a gang of jellyfish. I never wish to be, although the proper plural is uh, smack of jellyfish. And we, uh, we pretty much got out of the water. Now, I'm happy to tell you, there was no shrieking like a little girl. But there, and it, there wasn't panic, but it was a, oh, no, not this, not jellyfish. And we had a caller yesterday who uh, was on vacation, and uh, she was snorkeling off of a cruise ship. And, well, taking one of those excursions that they offer on cruise ships. And uh, didn't even know it, but she had been uh, stung by a jellyfish. And she went into the ship's doctor cruise ships have a doctor and the doctor gave her antibiotics to take to prevent an infection from happening but since uh, the young woman did not wish to Josh you can just tell me you don't have to write it down you can just come on the air and just tell tell me what people have uh yeah so it sounds like it's a rollover SUV in both lanes the skyway going into the city is closed it looks like everyone's getting off in Ohio Street that's what it seems like that was a caller going the other way so that's kind of what he could see from the opposite side of things so the Skyway going into the city is closed, and everyone's getting off at Ohio Street or Tiff Street if you want to get off there, too. All right. If you have additional information, you can uh, let Josh know, or if you want to go on the air, you can talk to me on the air, which would be a great thrill, I think, of a lifetime. 803-0930 is the phone number. Uh, 803-0930. Uh, thank you from News Radio 930 WBEN. Actually, on your cell phone, it's a free call at star 930. So anyway, this uh, woman uh, gets stung by a jellyfish on vacation. Doctor gives her... Uh, antibiotics to take as a prophylactic against getting an infection on her thumb where she had been stung by a jellyfish but didn't know at the time she'd been stung by a jellyfish. Apparently there wasn't any pain involved with the initial contact. Only later did she experience soreness. But the uh, woman wanted to party and drink on the cruise, which she did. So she didn't take the antibiotics. So she comes back to Buffalo and her thumb starts to turn necrotic. It starts to die. It swells up. It is filled with, you know, the infection stuff. So she uh, went to a local hospital. They uh, drained the infectious stuff from the thumb and basically said, hey, it's a really good thing you got here when you did because uh, we might have had to have amputated your thumb. All from running into a jellyfish, ladies and gentlemen, a jellyfish. So if you've been uh, encountered, if you've encountered uh, anything like that, uh, I, I would like to know, especially around here, because our wildlife tends to be pretty, uh, pretty. Uh, I don't want to say platonic, but Pacific around here. Uh-huh. Here is uh, Jason on a uh, cell phone. Jason, you're on WBEN. Hello. Yes, Tom. Uh, just going about the accident. That is on the inbound side, just past the Ohio Street exit. But if you want to, people, anyone wants to avoid the backup, you can get off at Tips and run Furman Boulevard down to get on Highway at the base of the bridge. Uh, at the base of the bridge. Okay, so you, you're tell- is the backup already significant? Uh, have you seen it? Were you heading the other direction? Um, the backup is already past tipped. No. Oh. But Furman Boulevard is pretty clear, and the accident is before that last on-ramp, so you can get back on the Skyway there. Okay, so uh, tell people, get off at Furman and do what now? Oh, no. uh, you can get off at Tiff Street and then run Furman down past the uh, harbor. And then you'll get on Route 5 at the end there. Gotcha. All right. Well, that's uh, good information. And uh, sorry that uh, people are stuck in the uh, traffic, which has already started. The accident happened, I guess, about 15 minutes ago. Uh, The Buffalo uh, EMS people are on the scene. So hopefully they'll get that vehicle uh, out of the way before the peak of the afternoon drive. Yes. 
All right, and we hope everybody's okay uh, as well. Thank you very much. Appreciate that. Thank you. All right, there is uh, Jason uh, calling in. Appreciate that extra information. So uh, he says get off at Tiff Street and then run along Furman, and then you can get back on after the accident if you want to do that uh, bypass. uh, And obviously if you drive uh, in that direction and on those roads all the time, and I just, you know what, every time something happens, I'm always taken aback uh, at the people who wanted to dismantle the Skyway. <laughs> a lot of people use the Skyway, and you start getting into those other roads that aren't the sky as the Skyway, and uh, you can be in for a world of hurt. So let's hope that that situation is uh, rectified with some promptness uh, on the inbound Skyway, um, and it is past the Ohio Street exit Caller says you should consider getting off at Tift and then taking that over to Furman and then rejoining the uh, Skyway after the accident. But again, rollover SUV. Now, uh, have you, or for that matter, has a pet had a bad encounter with wildlife? It could be something on vacation that happened to you. It might be something uh, that happened around here. And I was trying to think of the things around here that could really be a problem for your pets or, I guess most importantly, yourself. And one of the things, um, you start getting into the Alabama swamp east of here. And I'm told, I've never been to the Alabama swamp. Does that make me a horrible Western New Yorker? I've never been in the Alabama swamp. But I know that there are rattlesnakes in there because the media back 50 years ago when somebody went missing in the swamps said there were rattlers in there. I know there are rattlers in Pennsylvania, and you might remember, I think we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, but there was some guy, this goes back maybe 15, 20 years, and he was camping in Pennsylvania and moved some wood for a fire And underneath the wood, there was a rattlesnake that he didn't see. Rattlesnake bites him, and the cellular technology back then isn't what it is now, at least for a lot of the networks, and they could not get out of the cell area. They couldn't get a cell phone call through. So they're trying to reach EMS, and this guy is dying of rattlesnake venom, and unfortunately, help did not reach him in time. So that individual died. Uh, terrible, terrible story because the antidote was available, but it's only available if EMS knows you need it. And if you're trapped in the hills over Pennsylvania and you can't get cell phone service, um, that's not a good thing. Now, around here, we have, uh, we have coyotes, we have skunk, fox, porcupine. I did not mention porcupine before. And geese can be scary. Never heard of one actually attacking a human, but we do have them. Uh, Let's get to the calls. Have you or a pet been attacked by our wildlife or the wildlife when you were on vacation? And I was very, very close to not being here today, not because of the hurricane, but because of jellyfish bites or, or stings because I know how my skin reacts when anything stings it. It is very delicate, dainty, and sensitive. I'm the guy who scratches something down to the bone when a mosquito will bite. Let's go to uh, Bill in uh, Wheatfield. Bill, you're on WBEN. Welcome. Yeah, hello. Yeah, you're talking about snakes. You know, it, it just reminded me uh, oh, back when I was a Boy Scout at uh, one of the Boy Scout uh, camps that had the lake there. And went swimming, and uh, I remember like touching a log, and it was like, ouch, you know. And I looked at my arm, and I looked like a little vampire had bit me, you know, two uh, two poke holes in my arm, and uh, I was worried 
about it, but then uh, I looked up and, and what I saw was a snake swimming away in the water. Water snake? It had to be a water snake, yeah. So th- then I felt a little better, at least, you know, because they are not, as far as I know, supposed to be poisonous. No, I, I never did. I never did report it or anything, and nothing ever happened. But so you got a little, you know, something else just to just to look out for when you go swimming. Yeah. Okay. So you're you're a little boy. You got attacked by a water snake. In fact, on the Bowerly and WBEN Facebook page, we have uh, some pictures of water snakes around Ellicott Creek. Oh, okay. Now, yeah. I've heard of some other snakes hanging out at Ellicott Creek, but that's a different story. These are actual water snakes. Um, but uh, do you remember the lake in which you were swimming? Well, I remember it was Scout Haven, and I can't remember what lake that Scout Haven was on. You know, across from it, there was a lot of cottages and that and homes. You don't remember uh, the the uh, area in which it was, the town name, for example? No, no, it was... Now you were a little kid. You're, you're, you're excused. Yeah. You're excused on that. Yeah. But nothing bad came from being bitten by a water snake in whatever lake that was at Boy Scout camp. Right, right. All right, Bill, thank you very much. All right, we've had, uh, let's see, a pelican attacking one of our armed forces in port and a guy who got attacked by a water snake. But the water snake bite is, uh, in all likelihood, not going to do you uh, much uh, much ill um, obviously, a rattlesnake bite, that's a different kettle of fish. But uh, as far as I know, we- uh, rattlers don't swim in the water. The water snakes, uh, uh, they do pretty well uh, They do pretty well in the water. And the, uh, the, the garter snakes that are very common around here, um, they're, they're not going to kill you. I'm not saying they wouldn't possibly attack you, but generally speaking, they're going to be more scared of you uh, than you are of, uh, of, the, of, the, uh, of the snake, the, uh, the garter snake. Where I used to live, we had gigantic garter snakes. When I say gigantic, people think I'm exaggerating, and I knew they would, so I took uh, videos back in the day of these uh, garter snakes. And to say that they measured six inches around probably doesn't do them justice, and I would say two to three feet long easily. That's probably an underestimate, but you know they can be pretty imposing looking. And when you're not expecting it, if you're working in the garden, garter snakes um, can make you go ah, like uh, like a little girl or a little boy. But uh, no no need for that, and no need to to do them uh, any harm. Again, uh, there is an accident, as we understand it. Uh, which is blocking the inbound Skyway. It reportedly involves a rolled-over SUV and that uh, is past Ohio Street. We had a caller who suggests you get off a of Tift and take Furman and then cut on over uh, after the accident uh, uh, scene so you can uh, rejoin uh, the bridge. But if you're trying to get over it uh, where you usually do, uh, you're going to have to make uh, a detour for yourself or else just continue uh, making the, your usual alternate route trip uh, instead of taking the Skyway, if that is uh, your chosen course of action. Uh, looks like It sounds like it's kind of up to you as far as uh, our caller uh, from the accident scene uh, mentioning that accident happened about 25 minutes or so ago, and hopefully they will get it out of the way before... Um, Anything bad happens. You know, one of the, one of the things, too, that uh, I, I thought somebody would mention by now, it's something that we talked about just a few weeks ago, again, but uh, it was the uh, spider bites and the brown recluse spiders. The, the bug experts, and this is always one of my pet peeves. I mentioned this, again, a few weeks ago. The bug experts say, oh, 
you don't have to worry about brown recluse spiders in this part of the country. And to that, I say baloney. Because over the years, I've talked to far too many people on the air who've had their spider bites diagnosed by physicians who've said, this is a brown recluse bite. No doubt about it. And we can tell because your skin is sloughing off and we can see the bone. So I know that we have brown recluse spiders around here. I don't think they live here year-round. It's far too cold. But, hey, just like human beings, spiders can be mobile. If you can drive from Arizona to Buffalo in three days considering you've got somebody driving with you. You can do it in about three days, four days. Uh, those brown recluses can certainly survive uh, in your car with you. And then you get out, you have the door open, you're unloading the car, Mr. Spider crawls out, goes into your garage. I can easily see how uh, people can be uh, bitten by those particular spiders, which we're told don't exist around here. Well, I personally don't believe it. Too many people have called into this show, uh, including a very prominent local attorney who himself was bitten by a brown recluse. Not a lot of fun. But uh, our spiders around here, I do we have... I don't think we have any black widows around here. Again, I'm tempted to say maybe the Alabama swamp, but uh, maybe, maybe not. See, my answer to that is I just don't go near the Alabama swamp. The other thing, oh, you know what I, I should have mentioned earlier, and I didn't. In addition to, uh, to animals, and I'm thinking about animals that could potentially hurt you around here. Um, and and some, sometimes it isn't because of the initial bite. Uh, it is because of uh, uh, the... Uh, the diseases carried by these things, uh, bats, porcupines, geese can make you scared. I don't know that they really attack anybody. Uh, fox, uh, skunks, can you can be skunked, not going to kill you, but it's going to make you very uncomfortable. Coyotes, haven't heard of a coyote around here attacking a human being, but, uh, but uh, plants, plants. I'm embarrassed to tell you. And see, this is where I should have been a Boy Scout, because you Boy Scouts all know. I'm embarrassed to say to you guys, I could not identify poison ivy if I had a gun to my head. I would not be able to tell poison ivy from an acorn. I mean, it's just not something that I spent a lot of time looking into. Poison ivy. I was in a guy's backyard um, several, a couple of months ago, and uh, he pointed out to a tree and said, wow, look at all this poison ivy. Thinking to myself, boy, I'm glad you told me it was poison ivy because I easily could have touched that stuff. And uh, that's something, again, that you don't want to do. Thank goodness I've never had any incident with uh, poison ivy, but, uh, hey, it is it is what it is. So have you, to to restate the uh, the topic, and this, this started to come up yesterday. Josh, you have additional information here. Uh, there's actually a second accident that we're watching now. Uh, it's on the 90 near Ransom Road. It looks like it's a rollover cement truck or something. The, the caller said there's a lot of liquid on the road. Um, cops are trying to get it contained, but it's pretty backed up on the 90 right now. Uh, what direction do we know? Uh, I think he said eastbound. You think he said eastbound. Okay, so heading away from Buffalo. Ransom Road, a report of a rollover. Did you say cement truck? Well, he wasn't really sure, but there's a liquid all over the road, so it's it, it appears to be some sort of cement truck or something like that, but unclear what that is right uh, now. Okay, some kind of a liquid uh, uh, carrier of, of something. We're not getting a lot of details here. All right, guys, I you know what? I don't know what to tell you other than this is, you know how we talk about traffic and it makes no sense. There is no reason today why anybody should be having accidents. 
The, there is nothing on the ground. It's not slippery. It's not slick in any way, shape, or form. But in the past half hour, we've had two accidents that are going to screw up traffic probably, well, at least the one, for a long time. And the one is reportedly on the eastbound 90 around Ransom Road, and it is an overturned um, container truck of some kind, allegedly, apparently, reportedly carrying some kind of liquid, which is, quote, all over the road. So 90 East is a cluster right now, and that does not take long to back up big time. Obviously, it's one of the major arteries. Also, the Skyway heading inbound, there is an accident, a rolled-over SUV right after Ohio Street, which also has traffic screwed up. Uh, Josh has more information. It's worse than cement. It is manure. It's manure? What, did, did the caller stop and smell the roses? I, some other caller must have rolled his windows down or something, but, yeah, rolled over manure truck. Sounds to me like a bunch of shinola. Uh, all right, um, we'll keep you updated on those uh, situations. Folks, I will never, ever figure it out. Look outside right now. If you're outside driving, you, you already know where I'm coming from. It's a beautiful day. It's sunshine. There's a little chill to the air. And yet already, for reasons I don't understand, we have accidents that have taken place. The cause of the accident, I don't know. Did somebody stop cold in the middle of the road? I don't know. Did somebody go too fast? I don't know. Did a deer run out in the, in the traffic? I don't know. But for whatever reason, beautiful day. There should be nothing wrong with traffic. It should be a gorgeous day uh, on, on the drive home, and yet we've had these two accidents. We certainly hope that everybody is okay. That is priority number one. But we've got, uh, we're going to have traffic situations developing as a result. And, you know, these kinds of things can cascade one after another because as major roads get blocked off, people go on to the secondary roads and then somebody decides, well, this red light doesn't apply to me. Then you end up with an accident on the secondary road and, and so on and so forth. So just we're going to be keeping an extra eye on traffic today. For some reason, the traffic gods are not smiling upon us here uh, in the early going. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.